Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now some Marvelous Marvels. I'm Alex. I've got Marvel Vision. I'm Justin. I'll stop singing and now. And we are going to do a bunch of news updates for you, kicking it off with a lot of stuff bubbling around the Marvel's trailer, which stars, of course, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and the Marvelous Monica Rambeau. Now, before we get into any of the news items that have happened over the past week since the trailer dropped, I just wanted to get your feelings on it, your thoughts. This is the first big footage we saw from the movie. How are you feeling about the Marvel's, Justin? The trailer looks fun. It's uh, combining... Three characters that we know from the comic book world, but are sort of un, really unseen a lot in the main universe. Uh, and the premise of the movie, where the, the body switching f- makes it fun just from the jump, as opposed to a lot of, I think, comic book movies lately have been like really getting us into here's so here's what's happening. And it's a lot of catch up. This one's very much like, look, they can't stay in their same uh, spots and they keep moving. And that in itself gets us in a better place from the jump. Totally agree. I will come clean and say I'm 100% a sucker for body switching comedies. I don't know what it is, but I just have like a That's very, a very specific taste. That you I have. know. I have a very low bar for them. There's just something about them. Like, obviously, they need to be funny. Obviously, they need to be jokes. But there's something about the premise just a inherently works for me. So I was kind of on board with this, but I think like you're saying with the trailer, it's fun. It's funny. The reactions are funny. I like this combination of three characters. You know, you have, you have Captain Marvel, who is sort of the seasoned veteran. You have Monica Rambeau, who loves to poke things. She sees a shiny wall yeah. somewhere. She's going to poke it and get some powers. Put your hand in it. Exactly. Put your hand in it. A classic scientist behavior. And you got Kamala Khan, you know, I, I there were things that I liked about Miss Marvel, the TV show, things I didn't quite like as much or didn't quite work for me. But the one thing that unequivocally worked for me was Amon Vellani as Miss Marvel. Yeah. And getting here to see getting to see her in one hundred percent fangirl mode in this trailer, that's the Miss Marvel we know from the comic books. You know, completely unfettered. I'm very excited to see that. All of her lines were laugh out loud funny. So I think it's an exciting mix. I think it's fun. Uh, we don't get lots of sense of the plot other than the body switching setup, but She's that's fine. okay. I don't want to know that stuff right now. Yeah. And the other thing, like this movie feels like it's weird. It's a weird idea to be like these characters doing this thing in this big splashy Marvel movie when we're not doing as many of those anymore. And so that's like, I think a lot of people are nervous that this is a little risky and and all that, but this could have the same flavor as the original Guardians, where it was like, why are they doing this movie? And then it was like this great, fun ride that we were all on because no one sort of was like, well, I know Iron Man or like, that's my Thor on screen. It's like, this is something new and different. Uh, Let's go. Now, the other thing that I'll say about this is this really solidified for me a lot of hope the positivity for the future of the MCU. I feel like we've been in this very down place for a while. You know, whatever you feel about the different movies and TV shows, I do think everybody can agree that reception generally has been mixed for the past year and a half to two years to the MCU. Certainly, some people have been more positive about some things. Some people have been more negative about some things. But the discussion about the future of the MCU and the cracks in the arbor here that we've been talking a lot about on the podcast. Again, whatever your personal feelings are, I think you could put those aside and say, yeah, for the first time, people are really legitimately questioning the future of the MCU. 
we've got three things that we've seen coming up, right? We've got Guardians, which feels like this very funny, but very emotional, very epic end to the Guardians trilogy. Then we saw yeah. Secret Invasion. This harkens back to Winter Soldier, one of the best MCU movies. It feels twisty and dark and maybe a little more adult and interesting. You know, all the spy keeper stuff going on. And then you get the Marvel's trailer, which is just plain fun. And it feels like, to the first time for me, seeing those three things, mind you, only about two-minute-long trailers-ish for each. Yes. But it feels like a lot of different tones, and that makes me very excited for where things are going. Yeah, I mean, coming off of, like, the huge end with um, with Endgame, it felt like they were sort of a, like, what's happening, a little wandering um, with the Marvel Universe. And now it feels like, especially with a couple misses, to have them rededicating to, like, okay, let's find some new stuff, let's take a couple risks, find some new tones, reminds me of early MCU days. Um, and I'm just hoping that's where we're headed and not more sort of bloated things that feel like, well, we have to do this because we decided five years ago that we were going to do this thing because <laughs> that's no fun for anybody. Yeah. And obviously the proof is going to be in the pudding in terms of what like the actual shows and movies are like. I do think we are still at a place where the MCU is one bad or even okay thing away from continuing the what's going on is Marvel in its flop era conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I, I say even okay because okay sort of rounds down to bad at this point, just in terms yeah. of the critical reaction. Well, but that's what it's such a bummer because like Marvel yeah. had they built up such a head of steam and the reputation of like we will always crush and like that's not feasible. Like no. that's just <laughs> no one can do that for as long forever. So like they're going to have you know movies that aren't as big. They're not going to keep shattering records every time, and we just can't all be in free fall. The people at Disney can a little bit, but like they have to. Someone has to maintain a sense of like it's okay. This is good quality stuff we're doing. Yeah, getting back to the Marvel's trailer for a second, some fun things that uh, I'll point out that I'm sure people picked up on, but in case they did, one, you've got Saber, which seems to be an extension of S.W.O.R.D., the space station that Nick Fury is on at the beginning of the trailer is... Basically, the peak, which is the observation tower that S.W.O.R.D. works off of in the comics. It looks a little bit different, but it's close enough to be essentially the same. Uh, you've also got an army of Flurkins later in the trailer. Very fun, just building on the jokes there. And there was, oh, the other thing that I was going to mention is we get a very brief glimpse at the villain of the movie, who is played by Zawe Ashton, and that's Darben, who is in the comics a ruler of the Kree. So again, we're getting the Kree as the villains. I guess we'll have to see again how it works in, what the overall plot of the thing is, because mostly they're setting up the situation, these three characters and the comedy of it here. Now, the Kree, famously, they do not like the Skrulls. Mm -hmm. Are we headed for a Kree Skrull war? Uh, something that even comic book fans are like, what's that about? Well, this, I think, ties into another topic that's come out of the trailer, which is a good question that, honestly, we're not going to know for a while. But how do Secret Invasion and the Marvels fit together, given that Nick Fury is in both? I, I believe yeah. reportedly, as you might expect by you know how the chronological flow of time works, the Marvels mm. takes place after. I've been doing Secret research Invasion. on that. How stuff keeps happening in one direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I keep trying wise. to go the other direction. Yeah, not not so much. 
it's hard to find the reset button on like today, for instance. Yeah. Oof. I'd love to reset today over, to be honest with you. Anyway, the, uh, so we have Sam Jackson going through this whole scrolls thing to the point of what you're saying in secret invasion. And then as we see him in the Marvel's trailer, it's classic Nick Fury, no scraggly beard. He's wearing the eye patch. He's on a space station. So I'll throw out there. Is this Nick Fury or is this scroll Nick Fury? Yeah. And how will uh, – are they that tied together that we're going to feed one right into the other? Where's the revelation? It feels like the revelation it would be in Secret Invasion if there's a Skrull Nick Fury bouncing around the universe and has been for a while and maybe will be in the future. But I also like – that's a big idea to be like – and now that's true everywhere in the MCU. You yeah. Know what I mean – We'll have to see. We're months off on it. I'm sure there will be clarification there. My hope is that we don't get like the Marvels is feeding off directly from Secret Invasion and you have to watch all six episodes of Secret Invasion to understand the Marvels. My hope is really that they do become what Marvel was at the beginning, that it's not doing your homework. It's like, yeah, if you saw that thing, that's great. You're going to understand a little more and get a little bit uh, more of an understanding of the overall tapestry of the universe. And we are ultimately building to this big story. But something like the Marvels, hopefully you should be able to get all the information you need to enjoy the Marvels by watching the Marvels. True. I hope so, too. But I will say, if you didn't see Ms. Marvel... I feel like you're this this trailer. You're like, wait, what? Or <laughs> yeah, or are those people? What's that family? What's that house? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, who are all these people? The character we see the least is Captain Marvel. Yes, so That's it's like true. that, and she's the one we've all seen in movies and before. So like. That's an interesting way to come through this sequel to. This is technically a sequel to Captain Marvel, right? Technically, yeah. So it, we, the character we're sequeling is the one we see the least, and she's sort of like, "What's happening? Where am I?" The whole time. So it, it, <laughs> it is a weird way in. But she very much is forefront, I think, in terms of leading these people. I do think we're getting a reestablishment of her place in the galaxy towards the beginning of the movie. She's going to sort of – we see this training sequence that's very fun where very quickly you can see it looks like they've figured out how to properly switch their powers as they're all fighting. And clearly Brie Larson as Captain Marvel is training them. So, again, we'll have to see the movie. Fun setup. However, there is another thing which anybody could have predicted that's run off of this, which is that the Marvel's trailer is now the most disliked MCU movie trailer on YouTube. Uh, Mm. That's stupid. Yeah. Is what I would say. Yeah, and I think that's... This doesn't have all of the, like, fan base uh, heroes in it. It's Like we said, it's different. The same way that Guardians was different, so, like... People not liking it based on the trailer is closed-minded and not available for this potentially someone's – it's going to be someone's future favorite movie in, in the Marvel. Well, let's be straight up about it in terms of why people are disliking the Marvel's trailer. Like you said, people are allowed to dislike things. They're allowed to you know give a thumbs down on YouTube. That doesn't take a lot of energy. But for the Marvel's trailer <laughs> to be the most disliked trailer in 24 hours – is a coordinated campaign of misogynists and racists putting this down because they don't like Brie Larson. They don't like having uh, Muslim characters in the MCU. They don't like having black characters.
characters front and center. That's 100% what it is. Does disliking this movie make you misogynist or racist? Not necessarily, but it certainly Mm. is putting you in the same category as these overwhelming trolls who are misogynist and racist who are disliking this movie for the simple reason that Brie Larson's face is on it. And that is wrong. Yeah. Agreed. So it's a bummer. Movie looks great to me. Don't uh, listen to the trolls. Don't listen to uh, reactions on YouTube or IMDb audience scores or whatever. Ultimately, they don't matter. Let's move on with something else. Mia Goth has been cast in a unknown role in Marvel's Blade. I'm going to assume she's playing herself. Um, <laughs> I mean, Dude, they, someone there... said, "Get Mia Goth," and they were like, "Mia Goth? <laughs> yeah, no, get right. Mia Goth." It was all oh, who's on first situation. Here's the thing: given Mia Goth, who is great, mind you, if you've never seen Pearl or X or any of Infinity Pool, any of the stuff that she's yeah. been in, she's awesome. But she is the sort of person that looks like a Victorian ghost come to life. So if she was not in this movie, I'd be surprised. It's the sort of thing where, like, (laughs) she'd just be on set someday. They'd be like, she in this movie? Not sure. Well, anyway, just roll roll camera. Let's go. I mean, I feel like at one point they're like, oh, no, she's a vampire. And then eventually they'll be like, no, she's a real vampire. She's been a (laughs) vampire in all of these movies. Just acting as a human. So, like, it. this is, like, so natural, and it's cool. She's uh, a great person to be in this movie. She is a great person to be in this movie. The other thing that I think, and this has nothing to do with her being cast in the movie, and she's not going to do this, but is always very funny to me, if you ever listen to interviews with her on screen, you know, she's an interesting-looking character. She talks like a normal person there, but in real life, she has this high-pitched... British, almost like Cockney accent, where she sounds like somebody that's come off stage, like a kid from Oliver, where she's like, I was starring in Pearl, and let me tell you about it, sir. It's the funniest thing. I hope she uses her real accent in Blade for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. A movie that everyone involved, Mahershal Ali in prime position, is taking very seriously. (laughs) They're going to have like a a comedic news girl character. God, I Maybe, hope so. Maybe, sir. Maybe. Uh, the rumor is that she's going to be playing Lilith, who I believe is the daughter of Dracula in Marvel continuity, which also makes a lot of sense. Tracks. <laughs> yeah, and her right father on. will be um, accompanying her to awards shows, who is Dracula. In oh, real yeah, Mia and a couple of other little details about this. We mentioned Mahershala Ali, who is starring as Blade. Jan Demange is the director. Michael Starberry mm-hmm. is the writer. The release date right now is September 6, 2024, and it is expected to start shooting in Atlanta later this year. I think Mia Goth is shooting Maxine, which is the third movie in the X-Pearl trilogy right now, so presumably after she's done with that, maybe September-ish. I would say. I don't know. Something like that. Nice. Look at you reading the tea leaves. Yeah, there you go. Checking the flight logs. Following the money. Let's move over to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This comes from The Wrap. There is some early tracking that has been set for the movie. Right now, they explained that it is at least... $125 to $130 million opening. People have been responding in a very panicked fashion because Guardians 2 opened for $146.5 million back in 2017. I would say this is nothing to panic over. What would you say, Justin? 100%. Tracking is fine. I understand why everybody does it. 
but it's not it's not there it's rarely ever nailing it like it's a just a bar that i think people can guess and over under on because that's where based on the quality of the movie word of mouth and what's happening in the moment when the movie comes out no one predicted what what did super mario brothers track at and it made so much more money Mm-hmm. And that's got Chris Pratt, the star of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. So I assume the same audience that went down for the Super Mario Brothers movie will come out for Guardians 3. 100%. The Pratts. The Pratt heads. Pratt heads. The crisp rat fans. The <laughs> l- Like you're saying, yeah, this tracking, they even say it in the article, and clearly nobody read the article. They just read the discussing film tweet about this or whatever. But they're they're very specific about... This is early tracking. It's not based on box office receipts from Fandango or anything like that. Yeah. It doesn't include the social discussion or it's the earliest possible prognostication. But also I would throw out there, even if it only, only quote unquote, makes $125 to $130 million opening weekend, Guardians 2 made 146.5 in 2017. That was six years ago. We are in an entirely different place. Even if we're starting to have big openings now, people still factor in a lot of different things when it comes to seeing a movie opening weekend. Certainly, Marvel may have been hurt by the reception to Quantumania, where people feel like, eh, I don't need to see Marvel as much anymore. But I would say they're doing an effective job of selling this as the end of the Guardians trilogy. The question I think that's going to affect it the most is how much people believe that. Do they believe, oh, this is actually the end of Guardians or there's going to be a Guardians 4? I think the more they push, like, yeah, Rocket's probably going to die. Yeah, Chris Pratt is leaving the franchise, all this stuff, the more likely people are going to be like, oh, this is an event I have to see at opening weekend. So, see. Yeah, and if the movie's great, like, if this right. movie is great, like, everyone's like, well, Quantumania, Marvel, Panic, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Quantumania was not a, a great movie. No. I think <laughs> we can all agree, even if you liked it, it was not a great movie. So if this movie is great and it feels more likely that this movie, you know, same creative team, really, like, uh, characters everybody seems to love that have only been gaining in prominence in the MCU over the course of their run here, I think this has the potential to just break all that that tracking because if it's good it's good people will go see it totally let's close it out with a couple of little casting things now this is one that i believe we knew but he was spotted on set so it's 100 confirmed ben kingsley is back as trevor slattery for wonder man like me a goth that feels like a no-brainer to me to bring that character in you got a superhero who's an actor bring in the only other Actor, actor, who has had any resonance in the Marvel Universe, uh, the man who played the Mandarin, cannot wait. So I'm such so a fun bit. So excited for that. I'm actually excited for him to be in this TV show, too, because if he's in multiple episodes, potentially, we could actually really see Ben Kingsley grow the character. Like, yeah. it, like you said, it's a great bit. They The bit that they had in Iron Man 3, one of my favorites that they've done in the MCU, the bit that they also did, uh, you know, he got to do a little bit more over in Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, but potentially getting to see him, uh, Ben Kingsley, a great actor, really grow the role and explore it. Sir Ben Kingsley, I believe. Sir, excuse me. I'm knighted so for acting. When you're <laughs> knighted for acting, you got to be a good actor. They yeah. don't knight. That's at least, knighting is mostly sword stuff. How do you get knighted, knighted for, for acting, by the way? Like, do you have to sort of just kind of, you have to go out on a quest first 
You have to really slay on stage, and then you get knighted for acting. You have to kill a dragon purely with your performance <laughs> of a monologue. You have to That's actually awesome. murder people with how good you are at uh, doing a Shakespearean uh, text. Wow. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm very excited about the show. I think it's going to be great so far. And last little bit, Marina Bacarin and Stefan Kapisic are returning for Deadpool 3 as Deadpool's girlfriend that I'm totally, I should have written down the name, but I forgot the name. <laughs> and uh, slash wife, sorry, girlfriend slash wife. And Colossus, Stefan Kapisic plays Colossus. Uh, also, Karen Sony and Leslie Ugams were returned as Dopinder and Blind Dal. So basically all the characters from Deadpool 1 and 2 that you liked are going to be back for Deadpool 3. It's fun. I mean, it's like, it's our, it's the X-Men universe. They're dipping us. They're slowly turning the temperature up. In this metaphor, we're a frog who loves X-Men movies. Oh, yeah. uh, slowly turning up the temperature until we're going to boil in our favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, you know what happens to a frog when you boil it? Same thing that happens to anything else. Well, <laughs> Paraphrasing Very a little cool. bit there. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's still, that's true. Uh, the last thing that I'll mention, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, but I thought this was interesting in the deadline announcement of this casting. They also clarified, not clarified, they said that Sean Levy is on board to direct, which we knew. Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese, who wrote the first two, are writing this as well. But also Zeb Wells is going to be working on the script. We know yeah. him. Uh, well, we interviewed him, right, for uh, Robot we Chicken, do. and yeah. we've talked to him with comic book stuff before. I think this is a great choice. He obviously knows the characters in the Marvel Universe very well. He's a very funny guy. I assume he's probably doing a lot of punch-up with bits and things like that. So overall, I I'm excited for this. I didn't love Deadpool 2 as much as I like Deadpool, but I think they have a real opportunity here to do a fun, wild movie. Totally agree. Yeah. And that is it for our Marvel update. If you've got any tips for us or stories you want us to cover, feel free to email us, comicbookclublive at gmail.com. Also, you can check out our live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come back out. We would love to chat with you about Marvel. You can support us at patreon.com slash comicbookclub at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay Marvelous. The tracking says marvelous. Marvelous.